What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. You, my friends, are listening to episode number 28, and me and Gary want to thank you for stopping by. And as always, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Casual Conversation Podcast. Episode number 28. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Casual Conversation. What's going on, Gary? Oh, nothing much. What episode is this, my friend? It is 28. We are slowly but surely approaching 30. 30. The Dirty 30. The Dirty, yeah. What, dude, let's name our 30th episode the Dirty 30. For sure. Everybody, we're advertising it right now. Coming up soon, we're going to have a special episode called the Dirty 30. The Dirty 30. That's what we're going to call her. But anyways, until we get to the Dirty 30, this is the Great 28. (laughs) The Great 28. Oh, that How was, clever was that? Yeah, that was pretty I'm lame. I'm so proud of you that you just did that. That was pretty lame. I'm proud. Now, uh, what all did you uh, get into this week, Will? Dude, I didn't do much this week. Uh, I'm not feeling so hot, man. I don't know how why I got a cold. You, do you hear me? I'm I kind of I, I feel the, the energy like kind of turned down on, around you like right now. Yeah, dude. My energy is low. It's yeah. low. And... Also, well, this might be why my energy is also low. Uh, the past week, I've been donating plasma. Oh, I hear that's like witch doctor stuff. Witch doctor I'm stuff? Not really. <laughs> just kidding. It's a good thing. No, dude, it's it's cool. And you get paid. Uh, yeah, you get compensated, but uh, you got to drink a lot of water because it's. Dude, I've got good veins, and. I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to get stuck. They use huge needles, dude. But not really, though. You can't even but see it. Not really, though, dude. Yeah, they do. They're huge, bro. They're, they're just... like garden hoses. <laughs> no, dude. They stuff a garden no. hose in your arm and suck that plasma out, and then they put the blood cells back in, don't they? Yeah, dude. So you don't even feel weird after you're done. Like when you donate blood, you feel kind of woozy when you get done because you just lost two quarts of blood or whatever. But plasma, baby, you get it back. You feel good, just a little dehydrated, you yeah. know? So, like, what's the rate that you get paid when you go in? Dude, first month, you can donate eight times in a month, two times per week, not more than twice in a seven-day period. So, the first month, you get, like, 60 bucks each visit. And it takes approximately an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So, in a month, this first month, in a month's time... Uh, dude, I'm gonna make well over $400 for like eight, nine to 10 hours of work, but you really don't even do anything, but dog, I really want to donate plasma, but I just don't, I just don't think I'm going to do it, man. Dude, it like, I don't even like needles. Like I gave blood one time and I hated it, but I mean, I poke people for a living and draw blood and I just don't want to do it. Why though? I just it's don't like it. the thought, bro. Bro, you can't, like, it doesn't even feel, though. Like, it doesn't even feel. Like, the only thing you feel 
is them sticking a sticking needle in your a arm. garden hose in your arm. No, dude, the needle is as big as a, a big around as a what did she? It's say? a sixteen gauge needle. A pinhead. That's what she said. That's what the lady said. She's lying to you, bro. No, dude, a, a pinhead. Yeah, bro, she's lying. That's to you. pretty big, honestly. <laughs> Isn't it? I guess. I anyway, guess. That's what I've been doing, man. Playing oh. softball. We freaking destroyed last night, dude. Really? Because every time I play with you, we get destroyed. No, dude. We destroyed. Run rolled them is what we did. Nice. We run rolled them is what we did. Were I'll they, tell you what. <laughs> we run rolled they, them. Were they the worst team in the league? No, they run rolled us the last time we played them. We run rolled them is what we did. Destroyed them. That's nice. Dude, we were freaking smashing. Was it the team that we played last time? No. Okay. Because the... Okay, apparently Dude, the, the do you team... Play, do you want to play tonight? This is your formal invite. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to make... What time? Tell, don't tell me it's freaking 9.30. 7.30? Yeah. I can do 7.30. Yeah. I can do 7.30. I'll tell Brad. I'll you might be get, a reserve, but... Yeah, I'll get my shoes. If anything, I'll just hang out on the bench. Yeah. What else am I going to do? Go home, go to sleep. It's true. Be a good citizen, wake up to work on time. Nah. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, but the last, okay, so the last time we played, you remember I knew that guy, their first baseman, right? Yeah, dude. The first baseman. So apparently Andrew? That, no. Is that his name? Oh. No. Sean? Jake, Jacob. Jacob. And and he's a professor at UCA, and I heard somebody call him Mr. Baker the other day. You know, you know how <laughs> it's like, Baker. you know somebody has a name, and then you, you like hear somebody call him something else? That, that happens to me sometimes, because somebody will be like, hey, Gary. And like my coworkers like know me as Garrett. Yeah. And they're like, what'd they just call you? They called you Gary? Gary and Garrett don't even go together. Yes, they do. That's what people say. Yeah. Every, dude, everybody says that. Gary and Garrett don't go together. Bro, they both have Gare. You have to you can't have I mean, Garrett without I can't Gary. Deny. I can't deny. I cannot deny. It's two two different alter egos. But uh um, No, no, it's not. What what was I what was I talking about before that? Uh Jacob. Oh yeah, so that whole team, citizen. that whole team that we were playing, they all worked at the hospital. I didn't even realize. Bro, that. the hospital had a team this whole time. You weren't even playing on it. Well, they're they're like nursing students. So I'm not a nursing student. Oh, because he's okay. a nursing professor. I mean, it makes sense. Duh. Well, but anyways, apparently, apparently they've been run ruled like every time, and I just want to let you know that they beat us like thirty to fourteen. Yeah, dude. We get run ruled a lot. But yeah, we, but we did the run ruling last night, and I was happy, <laughs> dude. That okay? I still, I really I still haven't hit a home run though. I really, really like the enthusiasm of of that one guy. Who's who's the? He pitched one time. He played shortstop last time. Phil, Phil, Punxsutawney Phil, Punxsutawney Phil. What? Wait, what is that? What is Punxsutawney? Bro, Punxsutawney Phil? I don't know who Punxsutawney Bro, is. Do, we, do, us, do us all a favor and take out your phone right now and type in Punxsutawney okay. Phil. I will. No, right now. But this, okay. Right, okay. As, as you're talking. Okay. So anyways. But I, yeah, that was Phil. That guy, Phil, he, uh. He took your he took your position last time, man. You were you were snuggled in at shortstop, and he just booted you. Yeah, and you know what happened? He made a bunch of ease, yeah. bro. I was sitting hang there. on, hang, uh, b- before we get off of this. Guess who played shortstop last night? You did, your boy. 
Is guess Seth going to be there or not? Yeah, I think so. But guess how many areas we had at shortstop last night? How many? None. Only one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro, he made at least four errors. He yeah. made at least he four errors. He booted me off like he was freaking Derek Jeter or something. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, How do you even spell Punxsutawney? Punxsutawney. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It comes up. Yeah, of course it comes up. Punxsutawney Phil is the name of a groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Bro, he's he's the head groundhog. What? That sees a shadow or doesn't see a shadow? That's Punxsutawney Phil. The head groundhog's name is Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. You learn something every single Bro, day, ladies he, and gentlemen. He's chief groundhog. He's been the chief of all I, groundhogs. Dude, I did not know that. When is when is Groundhog's Day? I honestly don't even know. Uh, it's like when winter. It's like if he sees a shadow, winter stays a little longer. Yeah, it's something see, like that. Ah, uh, what day? February the second. Oh yeah, it says right here, February second. Yep. <laughs> Dude, you ever seen uh, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? It's a good movie. I have actually. It's a the, good movie. The borough of Punxsutawney celebrates the legendary Groundhog with a festive atmosphere of He's music legendary. and food. He's a legendary Groundhog, bro. That that okay, that blows my mind. Anyways, yes, I will play softball and guess what? What? I'm gonna hit a dinger. Hey, I'm gonna hit a dinger. Dude, I'm gonna hit one this time. Me and Zach started using uh that red bat. That yeah. brand new one. Yeah. She's starting to get a little she juice on her. A little pop. Dude, the green mamba, this other bat that we use. Yeah, I know the green mamba. Too old, bro. She's too old. Dude, she looks it's like, like a crayon. <laughs> She looks like an old worn out crayon. Bro, it looks like a used crayon that like the rapper got tore off of. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Basically. No, that that'll be good though. Yeah, dude. But no, that's all I did this week. Uh yeah, I didn't do much either. I I've been working a lot. I'm I picked up shifts and I'm working seven days a Bro, week. Oh, you now. gotta stack some cheese before you Yeah, yeah. Move I off. Stack some cheese. I gotta get a laptop. That's my main concern mm, right now. That costs some cheese. Yeah, and I want to get a good one because I want to really start. Like when I go up to Springfield, like, yeah, I'm going to be doing school, but I'm really going to go in on kind of like recording my music uh-huh. uh, and not necessarily like producing it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. recording it and just kind of getting it to where I can listen to it and just get like ideas and things that I want to do. It's like I've written these songs and I have a vision for what I want to do with them, but I need to, to listen to them like uh, like audibly, like hear them. And be like, oh, I want to do that here instead of I want to do this here. I need to listen to him for a while before I just like willy nilly, just like, oh, let's put this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to perfect it. Yeah. Not even perfect it because I'm not really like a perfectionist. Like whatever happens in the moment, if I catch something cool, that's awesome. But it's just like it has to be right. You know, it's like it's going to be right. However, it comes out. It doesn't have to be perfect. But in saying that, that's going to be perfect. Yeah. But anyways, well, yeah, I didn't really do much. I I worked. I uh I've been working out. I've been doing my exercise ball routines. Yeah. Dude, the exercise ball, I'm telling you, if you don't have an exercise ball, you don't have to work out on that thing just for the stretching alone. You come from home from like a long day's work, lay over, like bend over backwards on an exercise ball and just stretch out and just roll around. Stretch the back. Dude. Let me just tell you, audience, you need to mobilize your tissues or you're going to become stale. 
Mobilize the tissues or you will have issues. Boy. Boy. You know? Get you an exercise ball, folks. <laughs> Get an exercise ball, fool. Oh, man. No, I heard somebody say something this week, though, and I really liked it. You Ooh. know what they said? What did they say? Your yes has no value until you learn to say no. Yes has no value. Until you learn to say no. So think about that. If you're, if you're a yes man and you're saying yes all the time and you don't have the gumption just to say no sometimes and be honest and uh, not try and beat around the bush and satisfy everybody, then you're, you, like, you, don't, you don't know how to say no, then your yes really has no value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I get it. It's it's clicking now. Like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, anyways, I was I was gonna get your response on that. Uh, it looks like your your wires are are clicking over there. The wires are, uh, you know, like they're still shorting out. They're just they're not they're not fully uh, soldered together yet. Yeah. So. It's just like when you. But what if you want to say yes to a lot well, of stuff? Well, I mean that's that. That doesn't mean you can't. I'm just saying, like you have to be able to say no to things, in order for your yes to actually have value. Because if you're just saying yes all the time, there's no there's no value to what you're doing. Because like every opportunity that comes up to you, you're not gonna want to say yes to. Like there are gonna be things that come up. Like for example, when you know that you've got something going with Courtney and an opportunity comes up where I'm like, Hey, well, come hang out with me. Like, no, don't try. Because I've had friends in the past that would, that would say, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll come and and do this and that. And it's like, I know that that's probably not what's going to happen. And instead of them just like beating around the bush and saying, yes, yes, yes. Just be like straight up and say no. And so it's like, I don't value that. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That, it's like your yes doesn't have a value until you learn how to say no. It's like distinguishes how you can basically be just real and honest and truthful, I guess. Is so what I'm just trying to keep say. it real is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't mislead people with uh, false, like just false promises, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I've definitely ran across that before in people. Yeah, that is annoying too. Whenever somebody says they're going to come do something with you, and then they're like, "Yeah, sure," and then they don't show up, and then you're like, "Well, why didn't you just say no?" And you're like, and then they're like, "Cause I thought I was going to be there," but you're like, "Well, you kind of knew that you weren't going to be there," you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I I don't know. I just heard that. I just heard that, and I was like, "Oh, that that's really cool." It was really thought provoking. Yeah, that's a good nugget of knowledge. Knowledge yeah, so nugget. learn to say no. Be be comfortable with saying no. Don't be mean about no. it. You don't have to. No. You want to come hang out? No. You don't You're have to be like Will over here and, and get an attitude with a no. Just be like, no. Gary's like, like hey, Will, you want to come hang out? And I say, uh, no. Uh, no. You know why? Because you're lame. <laughs> you hang out with me once a week for an hour just to talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're lame. Talking's lame. <clears throat> Just no, kidding. no. Casual just... conversations are, are what run this planet. We're built on bad strategies and casual conversation. You got to have a conversation, baby. But yeah. No. 
another thing, there's this thing I'd like to discuss here. Uh, we actually talked about this with Miss Rooney. Have you ever heard of the seven types of intelligence? Uh, no. So I'm not. I, I want to preface this uh, this topic by saying there are seven types of intelligence, and we take one into uh, account and we favor it in our culture way more than the other types of intelligences. And so there's one of the types of intelligences is like the logical, mathematical uh, intelligence. And that would be your typical bookworm that can, you know, crunch numbers and analyze and and break things down uh, logically. And yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, all of these are. Not, I'm not saying that one is more important uh, than the other, but studies have shown that these other two types of intelligences, which are interpersonal and intrapersonal, I'll go into what those are in just a second. But they have shown time and time again. There's heaps and piles of studies that. If you are more interpersonally and intrapersonally intelligent, you are much more likely to succeed in whatever it is that you are wanting to do. And it's just study after study shows this, as opposed to being that logically mathematical intelligence, which it has a place. It has a place. But interpersonal intelligence, inter is, is the connection. So it's like connecting with people, being able to understand relationships, being able to kind of get social cues that maybe others can't, uh, you know, link into. Whereas intrapersonal con- uh, intelligence is like the intelligence that you have about yourself, knowing yourself, being in tune with your emotions and how they make you feel, how you react to them, how you react to like instinctual feelings, uh, how your kind of higher mind dictates your your lower mind, if you will. But there are also <clears throat> other types of intelligences, like uh, kinesthetic intelligence, which is like being smart with your, your body and just movement of your body. And uh, a lot of athletes are very kinesthetically intelligent. Uh, there's spatial intelligence, which is like being out and just being aware of your surroundings, uh, being able to read land. You can kind of think of like... Uh, read land, huh? Yeah, like marines and things, like trying to navigate through valleys and, and things of that nature. They're very spatially intelligent. Read the land. Just read the land. Sandy Loam. Sandy Loam. Hey, we were, we were land judges. We were... Uh, we could read the land. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say that that's spatially intelligent, though. We're, what? I mean, I would say that maybe shooting... our skills. Maybe shooting, shooting the slope. You know, people walking around with their hands out, shooting slope. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you've never continue. judged land, if you've never judged land, you have no idea what we're talking about, which is probably all of our audience. Sandy loam, that's just a sandy soil. Well, yeah, you I learned know. something. Y'all learned something today. Yeah, there you go. Sandy, sandy loam. Anyway, don't, don't want to put a, don't want to put a septic tank there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then there's <laughs> linguistic intelligence, which is just the ability to communicate, to talk, to uh, articulate yourself in a way that portrays your message, and also being able to receive that message. Um, so it's it's very important to be linguistically intelligent. There is uh, the last type of intelligence is musical intelligence, which is something that 
I I love uh, that it's like its own thing, and I got to thinking about it because you don't really think. I mean, you listen to all these things, and you wouldn't expect music to be at the end, but it's it's like music is kind of its own thing. It's like own rhythmic, uh, melodic type, abstract, weird thing that is appeasing to to humans. Yeah, it's like its own language. I saw this thing the other day, and it was saying why did uh, why do people like uh, Kid Cudi's so much when he starts humming in the songs and it's like this like professor at some university did a whole big research study about humming and how it makes you feel uh interconnected to the person that's doing the humming and like i don't know it was just a cool scientific way of explaining how people like hummed yeah i don't know but it was strange because that's like its own music is its own you know it's like a whole language i can't remember everybody can speak I can't remember exactly what Drew Payne said, but he he worded it perfectly. He was, I can't remember what he, he said. He was like, uh, "Music is not just a thing in life; it's just a way of life." <laughs> way of life. That's pro. That's prophetic. That is. He's a prophet. You didn't know. Yeah, I I believe it. Drew Drew <laughs> Drew Payne is a prophet. Prophet Painus. Prophet Payne. Major Payne. <clears throat> but no, dude. So. And there's also a, another type of intelligence that some people uh, throw in there. Uh, I mean, I personally like to as well. It's like the existential intelligence, which all existential means is like, what is existence? So it's like, you know, being being in touch with your spirituality, with your religion, with your um, idea of what God is and, and what existence is. The spirit. And so obviously there's some you know, very scientifically rational minded people that, you know, kind of dismiss that intelligence. But I think that's also a very important intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. What you said is true. Everybody, everybody wants to go, um, like go to school, go to college to get the degree and have the, which one was that? Which intelligence was that? That's a logical, logical. Everybody wants to be logical. But nobody wants to, I mean, it's very rare, well not rare, but I think nowadays it's kind of shying back away from the logical intelligence, like people are understanding that there's more than one way that you can be intelligent, can get a job, you know, because there's so many different jobs you can have. I'm just kind of applying it to the modern society, but like five years ago, everybody in school or all our teachers in school were like i mean you guys got to go get the bachelor's degree like and then by the time y'all get that you know it's not going to be worth very much at all you know what i'm saying yeah but like the times have just kept progressing and progressing to where you know there's so much so many things that you can do without that and if you're you know intelligent in the other ways that you stated then um you know you don't have to have a college degree to be successful in the American society, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I've talked about before, like find something that you love. You know, that's step one. Find something that, that wakes you up and pulls you out of bed and is just on your mind to some extent throughout the day. And then step two, you find a way to, to spread what you love to do with everybody. And so like, obviously you're going to gravitate towards things that you are naturally intelligent for, like that you understand that just clicks with you. 
and so find a way to spread what you love to do. Use your intelligence. Find ways to utilize it. And that's where the intelligence comes in. Is like be, be a visionary kind of in a way. Uh, and then the third step is that once you learn to do that, and this will happen whether you want it to or not, if you truly love and you truly um, like put it all out there for what you're trying to do, uh, you'll you'll get some type of uh, some type of reward. Not not that's not the right word I'm looking for. You'll get some type of compensation. Uh, compensation. That's the word I'm looking for uh, for doing that. And uh, it's it's. It's like not as surefire as a uh, as a road as going to college because that's just how our culture is. That's how society has has built up, and I mean it's natural. I mean it's kind of like a standardization. Yeah. Of of and things. you know we're obviously not saying we're not downplaying college. Like Gary graduated college, I'm going to college right now. Like we're not saying that that's not. I mean college is for some people, and it's not for some people. Like the point we're getting at is just there's other ways that intelligence can you know lead you manifest somewhere else. itself yeah that's a good that's a good term manifest itself i like that yeah it's it's one of those things that it's unique to you and that that is that is the root of creation people think that creation is just like art and it's like it's so much more than that. That's what I like. I like that. I don't know where I thought of that. It just manifests itself. And by manifesting itself, that is creation. So use your intelligence, use your strengths, use your, your God given talents to create. And uh, you'll, you'll benefit from it. I assure you in, in whatever way you were meant to benefit, get some intelligence and you will be relevant in the American society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. but anyways um another thing i kind of wanted to talk about because of my you know current situation where i'm leaving uh arkansas here in less about about two months it's around two months two months and you know you've always heard and you always hear and it's honestly kind of cliche to hear this, but like life has seasons, life has uh, phases. It's a, it's cyclical. It's a cycle. And uh, I mean, you can be kind of in limbo. You can be beginning something. You can be in the middle. Uh, you know, peaking at something. You can be at the end of something, and then you're right back into limbo, and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And so it's easy to kind of overlook that because it's so true it's so true but it's easy to to kind of take that that saying life has seasons or you know just another phase but when like the phase is so evident like okay i'm you know i'm right here at the end of a phase of my life and i'm fixing to begin something it's uh it's pretty kind of scary in a way. Yeah, dude, because you've never done it before. Yeah. It's all brand new territory. It's uh, unknown. And so, um, I mean, I, even for you, like a phase of your life, like when you moved out of the house and you moved in into this house, I mean, was that not a stressful 
time. Yeah, it was very stressful, very strange because we we all we all do this. We all fall into the routine mindset. Like you get a good routine going, you have a good rut, everything's pretty constant, consistent. And then, you know, all of a sudden a change comes and everybody is a little resistant to change, you know. Not not necessarily in a bad way, but it just kind of throws you off your rhythm. Yeah, like it's just you kind of lose your equilibrium a little bit. But uh, I heard a wise man once say, "Those who are resistant to change are destined to perish." Oh yeah, who said that? So why don't you open up that mind of yours? <laughs> Actually, that was off of a movie, but Hot Rod. I can't. I think Dave said that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's very strange going in, into a different season of your life and. You know, sometimes it it's like you as the individuals, we'll use you for an example, Gary. So like you're starting a new chapter of your life, a new season per se, a new cycle. Like you're moving away, going to start a new internship, different city, what have you. Uh, you've always lived around here. You know, you're moving off, things like that. Like to you, it doesn't seem like that big of a change. Obviously, it's a big change. But, you, you know, you're kind of ready for it. You're living in the moment. You're the one that's going to be living it. But to somebody else, like other people looking at you, like your friends and family, see it as a more drastic season change than you. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're so accustomed to seeing you and you doing this that they find it more difficult than you do. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense at all? Yeah. It's like they see it more drastically than you, but you're the one that's doing it. If that yeah, makes any sense at all. That's true. That's true. And it's, <clears throat> I mean, it makes sense because you have kind of like as, as a, an individual, like it's happening to you, you have time to kind of sit back and process it and chew on it and meditate on it, whether you want to or not. I mean, it's in front of you in the present moment and you kind of find ways to cope with it. <clears throat> but when an individual other than yourself is, is thinking about your situation, it's like that comes up acutely. That comes up like right in that moment, and that's when they think about it. It's not like they're living your life and they're always thinking about that. So they think about that, and without thinking about it too much, they're just like, oh, this must be a really difficult, horrible change, uh, or a really tough, not even horrible, but just a, you know, a tough time. Yeah, they just kind of see it as a drastic change, but they don't, they don't take the time to realize that you thought about this a long time, and like you've been working towards this for a long time in your specific situation. Yeah. Or we'll use another example. We won't say any names, but we we have a, a a mutual friend that has had this job for a long time, and that's all we've ever known from them, you know? And then all of a sudden, they say, well, I'm not going to do this job anymore, and it kind of takes you by surprise, and you're just like, whoa, it's like, why would you do that? That's such a drastic change. But, you know, there could have been years and years leading up to this as to why they wanted to, you know, go a different route and make a change in their life. Yeah. And and honestly, just just listen. Just listen to that voice that that's inside of your head telling you and kind of guiding you that 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 heart kind of feeling, you know. Uh that gut feeling, you know. Follow that because man, you may be doing something like that one day. You may be working a job and and you know, you're, I guess you're fine, but are you like living to your potential? Like we all have this 
this great potential inside of us. I don't really care who you are. You have this potential inside of you. And, and you may look up one day and be like, I'm not living to that. I've gotten comfortable. And, and I, I, don't, I don't want you to get into that situation and resist that feeling. I mean, don't, we've talked about this before, don't be stupid. Don't have not have a plan going into a drastic move like that. Like we were talking about our mutual friend. He's he's got something lined up. Like he's he's do, gonna be doing something else and it's gonna serve him well. Um but just don't don't resist that call. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who may have a friend or a family member or an acquaintance that seems to be making a drastic change, just take a step back for a second. And, you know, just go talk to them about it. Ask them if they, you know, if they have a plan. If they don't, you know, try and help them out. But uh, I'd say nine times out of ten, most of the time, whenever somebody makes a change that seems drastic to you, that they've thought about it a long time before. And they they do have a plan in place to to fulfill whatever they're trying to do. So just don't be too hasty with your, uh, not a jet. Uh, yeah, well, I guess it is a judgment. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, just think before you act, I guess is what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, that's, that's just that's something that, you know, got mentioned today about our mutual friend, and that's something that I've kind of been thinking about here lately. And honestly, with it coming up, I mean, it's two months away still, but, like, it's going to get real. It's going to get it's real. It's getting real, man. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just well, ready. To, I'm ready to see what happens. Like, I, I you got a place up there yet? Uh, we're I applied for apartment, uh, but but we're going back up next Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, to Springfield again to apply for a couple more. Sweet. See, got a plan in action. There you go. Yeah, man, still rolling. <laughs> but no, dude. Okay, I wanted to. We'll segue off of that. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on this. No good, okay. Um, and this could apply to anyone. I'm going to use guitar playing for uh, my specific example, but we'll we'll do. You, it, this can be applied to anything. So, like, I'm sitting there practicing the guitar, right? Because I I watch all these. I'm sure other people do this too. You have a hobby or something you enjoy to do, and you watch other people doing it well. And you're like, man, that's just super cool, you know, whether it be painting, writing, playing guitar, building something, or just whatever. And you're like, man, I want to reach that level of skill that they have, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you start practicing, and you're, I mean, it's just difficult. You're definitely not as good as them. You know you can be with, you know, keep practicing, keep practicing. That's what they all say. You watch a tutorial video about how to get better. It says keep practicing, keep practicing. Where do you find the internal drive to just keep practicing even though you suck? Like me, I'm practicing the guitar and I'm practicing all these scales and I suck at them because I've, I've never done them. And I'm just watching all these guys just play these smooth solos that's so melodic and I'm like, dude, I want to play that so bad. And then I go to practice and I'm just practicing for, you know, the same thing over and over 10, 20, 30 minutes. I just keep going and going because I want to do it so bad. But just like, I, eventually I just lose my, uh, not a passion for it, but I just kind of lose my intensity 
Like I still want to do it. You know, I always want to do it, but I just kind of lose my edge, I guess. So you, I use you as a specific example because you accelerated your learning curve. Like you learned a lot more than I have in a shorter amount of time. So I guess that's why I'm asking is how do you, how do you keep a good drive for practice? Okay. So, um, when I play the guitar or when I learn something new on the guitar, whether it be like a song or a lick or a concept, like I have this sound in my head and I want to make it sound just like that. And it's like, you become so in tune with like the different variations of like how a guitar can sound and like the sounds that you can make it uh, make. And it's like, I don't know. I just get so, I, I mean, I would say obsessed with making it sound like that, like the way I want it or like how the song sounds or how the lick that I heard sounds or how the solo sounds. It's like, yeah, you can play the notes, uh, and then sound like a robot, but there's so much more than just playing the note and playing the scale. And so I just really like sound and music. And it's like, it's like I don't really think of it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm practicing, but I'm like not really practicing. I'm just like really doing something that I just love. Like, I love experimenting with different sounds via the guitar because i have come to know no i don't even want to say no i've become familiar with the guitar and it's like i can make it make sounds that as a kid i listened to and i never thought that i would ever even be close to emulating and so i don't know i i that i don't really know how to answer the question i just love experimenting with sound and getting it to sound the way that i want it to yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying, but like for me, say I want to learn this specific song, and the song has a cool lick in it that I think is super awesome, but that lick is played in a certain scale, in a certain note, and I, I don't want to just learn all these licks to where I'm just kind of like a shallow player, like, oh, can you play this song? Yeah, did on it. But like if we're just noodling around, then I, I can't play anything because I don't know the basis of it. It's like it's like I went in and just took a bite out of the out of the cake and I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. But I don't know the ingredients. It's like I want to know. I want to practice and know what's inside the song besides just the notes of the song. So with guitar playing, what I've noticed is that like you learn the scales, learn them by heart, play them over and over and over and over and just play them, just play the scales and and learn new songs and learn licks and stuff. And then you begin to put those two things together because I mean they're using the same scales and so like once you know the scale and then you you're like, "Oh, okay. We're in this key. We'll say A." And you're like, oh, I'm an A, and I remember learning this solo or learning this lick right here, and it's like, oh, this this is in the scale, and these notes all align. And then it's like you kind of pick up that technique. It's just like guitar playing and soloing and, and making music with the guitar, really any instrument, is just like you pick up things from people that have already made them sound like that, but it's like you are your own 
musician. It's like your vibrato, your tone, like you're going to be your own sound, even though you're playing the same notes with the same bends and everything. So, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So that, that, I, I don't know if I answered your question, but. Yeah, well, you said you didn't really practice, so you kind of just tossed it aside right there. I play, I play multiple hours a day. Yeah, but it, yeah, but I don't really practice. True. Like it doesn't, like, it doesn't me, feel like practice. Like I learned that, like, like that song I played before we got on the podcast, "Working Man Blues" by Merle Haggard. You, you, you need to listen to that song if you haven't listened to it. But uh, I learned that this morning. And it's just like I, I spent an hour learning it and just like playing it over and over and over and over. And it's just like I love hearing it and getting to where it's like effortless for me. I don't even have to really think about it. And then once you get to that, it's like you increase the complexity by like, okay, I can play it now, but now I want to sing to it and, and you know, spice it up the way Merle Haggard didn't do it. Like I want to do it my way. So, yeah. It's just like for me, my skills aren't that high, so I have to like practice the basics. Definitely, it's like learn the scales. But like, if I just go play songs, I'm not getting any better. You know what I mean? Well, I'm getting better. Learn, learn. My fingers are getting stronger. I know, but like my fingers are getting stronger, and my muscle memory is getting better. But I'm not getting any skills. Like the skills, like 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 I'm practicing the scales and my picking patterns. To like practice with, or like perfect my right and left hand. Like I'm not very good at it because I've never done it. So like when I go to play, if I want to just play guitar, you know, I can play guitar for hours on end if I want to, just playing. But I'm not practicing. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it's like kind of it's different when I go play the scales and practice my picking, or emphasize picking and work on it. Then I consider that practice. But maybe I'm not one thing. As, maybe I'm not as hardcore. One thing, no, you, you you can be whatever you want to be. One thing is pick up, like if you're playing with people, pick up something. Like just pick up something from them. Like I don't care. I played with this dude the other day. His name is Gavin Tillery. He's a dude that I hang out with, and he's he's been playing guitar for like a year. And he likes he said this one thing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's it just like, oh, I never even thought about that. It's just the way he approached it. You can always pick up, and this was with anything, not just guitar. I know we're kind of getting off on a musician rant, but you can pick up a nugget of wisdom from anybody because they, in their experience, like they may do something different. They may just do something that you have never even thought of. And it's just like, oh, that it just shifts your paradigm. You're like, oh, I've never even thought about that. It's going to be so much better if I do it this way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, so what I'm saying is, when you see me playing the guitar, be like, "Hey, show me something. I can show you something in like ten seconds." Will? Oh, because you're just a guitar lord. I'm not guitar lord, but you can oh, learn yeah, something right. from me, homie. You're Gary Van Halen. I forgot. <laughs> that's what you call me, huh? That's what you call me. That's what everybody calls you, bro. No, that's not what everybody calls me. I thought that's what your Instagram name was, Gary Van Halen. No. Oh no. Okay, it's Gary the Great. <laughs> That that Van would Halen. be a good that would be a good one though, Gary Van Halen. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be Dude, a good music need, page. <laughs> just make a music page. Bro, I'm gonna make Gary a Van YouTube Halen. account one day. I think I'm gonna name it Gary Van Halen. <laughs> For sure, GVH baby. 
No, dude, I gotta get it. I gotta get a stage name. I gotta get a stage name. Gary. Gary C. Gary C. Gary C. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Dang. Wow. So, you got anything else? Man, my brain's potato salad today, bro. I know. You're over there sniffling. I know. Anyways, I guess we'll shut her down today. We were going to have Grant McMurray. Yes, I'm going to call him out real quick. Uh, we were going to have Grant McMurray on the podcast today, but he's going to try and make it next week instead. I call that flake like dandruff. But anyways. Oh, what? Hang on. Oh, Gary. Oh, a flake like dandruff? Yeah. A, a frosted flake, maybe? A f- like, yeah. Like a, a corn frost- flake? Like a snow flake? Oh, like... um. Uh, 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 like a like a flake. <laughs> like, I can't think anything else. Anyways, Grant, you're good. Uh, we're it's just, all good. We're man. just picking with you. But uh, what he wants to do though, Will, uh, is actually podcast. We'll do like we'll try and you know cut his around an hour, hour fifteen. But uh, he wants to jam. Afterwards, talking about all this music reminded me of that. He wants a strawberry jam. He wants a strawberry jam, but it'll only be three piece jam. Mm. No four piece. Only jam. three pieces of bread. Triple decker though. Triple decker. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that I would prefer a triple decker as opposed to a quadruple decker. That's a lot of bread. Well, no, if you four pieces of bread, though, you just make two sandwiches. Yeah, honestly, honestly, now that I think about it, I just want two pieces of bread. Bro, you never ate a uh, triple decker. I've eaten PB a triple decker. I was. I'm not a fan of the the Big Mac too much, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, because the quarter patties pounder are, chi. Because no, the patties are too small, dude. You gotta have good ratio. Their ratio's off. Too much bread. Yeah, too much bread. Not enough. Speaking meat. of a burger, dude, steak and shake and green is my weakness. <laughs> I come down and podcast every week, and I mean it's like clockwork. I I go by that steak and shake, man. It's dude, so good. I ate a burger last night from. Uh, it's so cheap, dude. They are cheap from Roper's, a restaurant here in town where I live. I love Roper's, dude. Half pound <laughs> onion Swiss. Uh, I can't remember what else. Swiss, but like on the board it said today's special, and <laughs> it said half pound onion. <laughs> and then underneath it, it said, like, Swiss bacon cheeseburger. I was like, half pound onion? Who wants a freaking onion for a meal? Bro, big old grilled onion? Yep. Big, <laughs> well, what what something you can put butter on, Gary? A big old grilled onion? Let me ask you something. When's the last time you had a dry biscuit? When's the last time you had a dry biscuit? <laughs> butter. But no, but no, dude, it was a good burger. I love burgers. Dude, have you... Since we're on the burger thing, have you been to Freddy's? I have not. Bro, you need to go to Freddy's. Dude, I went to... Okay, we'll come back. Very to... unhealthy, but... Where's it at? On Oak Street by uh, Waffle House. Huh. And Golden Corral. Kind of... No, not by Golden Corral. Uh, by the Ford dealership. I by hate, the interstate. I hate Golden Corral. I'll have to try it out. So they got a good burger? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. It's a smash burger, you know? Like the real thin patties. Oh, yeah. It's like, like a steak burger. Yeah, steak burger. Dude, uh, you know Fat Daddy's downtown? Yeah. Have you eaten there? Oh, yeah. I've eaten there a lot. Dude, I ate there for the first time the other day. That's Bro, freaking good. did you get the sauteed vegetables? I did. You did? In a burrito. 
Oh dang, dude! Next time you go, just get. But dude, I didn't know that they were. Gonna, I thought they were gonna put sauteed peppers in my burrito, but they put broccoli. Yeah, and just like, like broccoli, all carrots, kinds of stuff. Dude, the salt. I'm not even kidding. Those are my favorite vegetables. Like the their whatever kind of seasoning they put on it, they're so good. That's every I, time I go, I get that as a salt. What I had was pretty good, but it had a lot of barbecue and stuff. No, dude, I was. It was like I was a pioneer. The dude, the the cook came out and served me my burrito and he said i just want to let you know i've never thought about putting sauteed vegetables or vegetables in a burrito i'm gonna have to try that the next time i make a burrito oh so, and I, so and I was like you wait, something that wasn't even on the menu I, yeah i was like hey can you take out the coleslaw and put in sauteed vegetables because i don't want coleslaw and she dude her mind exploded when i said <laughs> that she went back to the kitchen and she came back and she was like the only way we're going to be able to do that is if you pay extra for the vegetables. I said, you're taking the coleslaw out. I didn't say that. I didn't argue. I was like, that's fine. But it's probably like an extra the chef came cents. out. And, I, and when he left, when he left, I was like, because Paxton was with me. So we were getting a kick out of it. And I said, am I the only person in the world or in Conway that, that put sauteed vegetables in, in place of coleslaw like I feel like that's happened before yeah well probably not in a burrito like broccoli in a burrito but I that's I guess that's the thing like I didn't know that there was I, I thought since I was eating a burrito he would put burrito vegetables in the burrito like onions and peppers yeah yeah and, and he put like br- he put broccoli and carrots and like all kinds <laughs> Dude, of stuff that's why they were looking at you weird <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was a massive burrito. Put some dude. broccoli florets <laughs> in a burrito. It's a good burrito. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they have a barbecue burrito. Bro, that sounds kind of weird. No, dude. No, Paxton. He said that. I was skeptical as well. It's a good burrito, man. Let's try it next time I go. Bro, it's a been monster. It's a monster. <laughs> it's a fat daddy. It's a fat daddy. A fat hog. Anyways, dude, we we've prolonged this ending. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six because that's that was the year I was born nineteen ninety six, and you can also find me on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y, and you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pinkton zero zero, and on Twitter at the Scavenger twenty three. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Not what I'm saying. But uh yeah. Thanks for coming over, Gary. Yeah, we're just laxing. We're fixing the Max and relaxing. I'm fixing to go on a steak and shake. Anyways. Alright, dude. Well, I guess. With that, that being, being said, said Gary, Gary out. <laughs> Later. <laughs>